Merry Christmas, everybody. Glory to God. It's a great time of year. I love this time of year. I love the opportunities that I have to, I mean, they're everywhere, of, of people that are hopeless to gain hope as a result of the God that's in me. Amen? Because our God produces great hope. And, and there's a lot of hopeless people and people in difficult times, and we want to be able to be the blessing. And so I, that's why I love this time of year. It's a great, great time. Um, we've been on a series this month um, entitled, You Shall Call Him Jesus. If you've not been here for this series, um, it, 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 won't, it won't affect you that much. We're just not going to go over all the things that we've talked about and discussed. Um, but this coming year, and I've shared this in the last two, three services that we've had here at Gates, um, God spoke something to me uh, very clearly in, in my spirit for 2017. And, and it just a, just a statement that God gave me, that this coming year is the year of following through. It's a year of follow through. And, and we've been sharing in, in the month of November, we talked about developing a thankful and a grateful heart. And there's things about that series that we taught in the month of November. Be good for you to go to our website. You can download those messages or listen to them for free. They're, they're, they're on there. You just, you know, you go to the website and figure it out, you know. But, um, uh, it'd be good for you to listen to that because there's things in those messages that you need that you need to be reminded of to not just allow those messages to go in one ear and out the other and forget that. There's something about a thankful heart and the weapon that thankfulness is that you and I need in our lives. And we've shared some things throughout this month. Uh, last Wednesday night, if you weren't here, be a great time to get a word that we shared on Wednesday night about re regarding strife and division and how strife and division in people's lives shuts down God's manifestation and advancement for our lives. A lot of people think they can act however they want to and just live whatever kind of life they want to live and, and that God's going to, you know, just continue to do things in their life. Well, it's not that God doesn't want to do things, it's that God can't do things. It can't Things can't flow in your life when you allow strife and division. The Bible says, where there's strife and division, there's confusion and every evil work of the enemy. Every evil work. What does that mean? That means hell is present. I don't want hell in my life. God, God promised me and you heaven on earth. Amen? He created us to live in heaven on the earth. And, and we've got to pay attention. Well, there's things that we need to gain. We need to be educated in certain things like that, in, in certain information ab about that, and then we need to learn to follow through with that. This coming year is a year of not just hearing things, but hearing things and learning to do what we need to do to make a difference and see change in our life. You know why? Because when you change, then other people have the potential to change because you have testimony of the great things that God, not only He has done, but He is doing and will continue to do. Because see, if God did it one time for you, you'll believe He can do it again. Someone shout amen to that. If you know, if you've seen Him do one thing, you have faith for Him to do something else. 
See, we need, the, the, the body of Jesus Christ has to see manifestation. We cannot be a people that just talk about what God did 2,000 years ago. we got to believe in what God has done today and is doing today, but what God is doing in me. I used to make this statement, if you've been around here very long, you remember we used to make this statement around here, if God's going to do anything in this world and in this life, He's going to do it through me. Well, that sounds kind of selfish. Well, whatever. You know, selfishness, okay, self-centered is one thing, but being, being conscious of what needs to work in you is another thing when your life was created to be a blessing to others. We were created for that. So in this series that we've been talking about, and you shall call him Jesus, we've been talking about the name. Everybody say the name. We've been talking about the name of Jesus. The angel told Mary, and you shall call his name Jesus. There's something about that wonderful, Isaiah called it a wonderful, a glorious, an excellent name. There's something about that excellent name that is like no other name on the planet. There's no other name, there's no other person that's ever walked on the earth that was named Jesus, that was named Jesus, and had all of heaven backing that name. Nobody's ever had a name that heaven backed up. See, see, heaven will back what you do if you believe in that name. What backs that name? The other day I was, uh, last time we talked in here, talked about the, the currency of the United States of America, Federal Reserve notes. Federal Reserve notes, there's none of those in heaven. But what used to back those Federal Reserve notes were gold. Well, at least I've been told that there's no gold backing that up. All the gold is gone, and for whatever reason. So there's nothing backing that currency. So really, that currency isn't really worth a lot. I mean, it's becoming more and more it's becoming again worth more and more but it's not really worth a whole lot see because there's nothing backing it up what's backing up and remember this as i go into this what i'm going to talk about for the next few minutes what's backing the name of jesus is the deity of that name what's backing the name of jesus is the deity of that name it it there's it, it there's no other name there's scriptures that we've talked about in the last three weeks. There's no other name under which all of heaven and, and hell and, and the earth, there's no other name whereby men shall be saved. There's no other name. The name above every name is the name of Jesus. And that's what we've been talking about. And how great was this birth, this amazing birth that created the Son of God, who was the Word of God, He became the Son of God, and the Son was born to a virgin, and He came to this earth with one purpose and plan, and that was to die. He was born to die. For 33 years He lived on the earth, and He was born to die to liberate all of mankind. He came that you and I would be set free. Can you say amen to that? So, there's a few things that, as, as we look through Scripture, and I want to turn to uh, Acts chapter 3. We're going to start reading in verse 1 in Acts chapter 3. And th- th- there's a couple things that, 
that I, that I want to really drive home at the end of this series tonight. Um, everybody, that, everybody that has understood what Jesus really came for has had an experience with Jesus. And that experience is, is to be born a second time, to be born again. You, you're, you, you were born a, a first time. You were born and, and were in your mother's womb and you were birthed by your mother or you wouldn't be sitting here today. But there's another birth, it's a second birth, and it's something that when people understand what, who Jesus is and what he, and they're educated to the point where they really understand what he's done, people reach out and they accept it, and they accept the second birth, which is not a natural birth, it's a spiritual birth. And when we accept it, we become born again. And what we, what we experience is the fact that we are forgiven and, and we are set free. And many people realize that they're forgiven, but they never go beyond forgiven. And, and if you never go beyond being forgiven, then you're always going to look to be forgiven. You're always going to be searching to be forgiven. In other words, you're going to continue in life to not realize the power and the authority that you have to overcome sin or disobedience in life. God has empowered you and I with this amazing and excellent name like there is no other, name in all of heaven and earth and under the earth that, that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that He truly is Lord of all. Amen? It's that amazing name that, real, that causes us to realize that we're forgiven, but we're empowered. Don't forget that as we, as we move on. In, in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, <clears throat> Acts 3 and verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, uh, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention and expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold we do not have. And, and I made this point and I just, I like always saying this. It didn't mean that Peter and John didn't have money or, or possessions and things that they needed because the God that did what's fixing to happen right here is the God that met all their needs. But what he was saying was, you don't need silver and gold. This man had sat at the gate beautiful for years, crippled and, and in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bad way, expecting for other people to take care of him. That was his, that's, that's the mindset that he had. Peter said to him, what you need is not silver and gold. But what I do have, I give to you. Peter said, what I have, I give to you. Watch what he said. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Verse 7. And he took him by the right hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Watch. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with him, walking, leaping, and praising God. Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Verse 10, and they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Notice what Peter said here. Peter said, 
what I have, I give to you. What Peter had was revelation beyond being forgiven. He had revelation of the authority and the power of the name of Jesus. Notice, Peter didn't say, oh God, heal him. No. Peter demanded for his condition to change. He demanded. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He grabbed him by the hand, he jerked him up, and the man walked. Why? Because he had revelation of the name. Can you say amen to that? He had revelation. What backs the name? The deity. The deity of God. All of heaven backs up that name. Everything that we know that God is and that heaven is backs up that name. Amen? John 16 and verse 23. John 16 and verse 23. And in that day, this is Jesus talking to his disciples before the cross. And he said, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now, I want to make a point here, and I want you to understand this, because there's things that are very clear in the Bible that sometimes we can read past. Right here in John 16, go back to the verse before, verse 23. He said, in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father. Now, what Peter and John did at at the temple is they put a demand on what God said was so. Right here, that's not this situation. Right here, this is prayer to the Father. You can never demand something in the name of Jesus that you have no revelation of. A person can never demand something using the name of Jesus if you don't believe it's true. What this is right here, he said, in that day, you will pray to the Father, you will get the will of the Father, and then you'll ask for those things in my name. He's talking about prayer here. You and I have to know what the will of the Father is to be able to use the strength of that name. Now look at um, at John 14. He said in John 16 that you would pray to the Father in his name. Here in John 14 he says, and whatever you ask, that word ask there is demand. He said, whatever you ask in my name, whatever you demand in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, he said, I'll do it. But see, What you have to line up with is you have to know how to pray to the Father to know what is the Father's will so that what you do with the name of Jesus is the same thing that Jesus would do. I said this last week. I'm going to say it again and think about this. The name of Jesus and the authority of that name is no different than Jesus himself. It's no different than Jesus himself. His name is no different than than he himself. So in other words, 
what you and I have to learn to do in this lifetime is we have to learn to live and to operate by faith in that name that what we say we've gotten from the Father that it's real and, it, and we know it in our heart so when we put demands on certain circumstances and situations they change just like they did in Jesus' day. You know why? Because what backs the name is the deity. See, people say, well, you know, you, you, you know we, we need to do things just like Jesus did. The difference in Jesus and us, Jesus was all man, but he was all God. He was all God. He was all man, but he was all God. And that name is the name above every single name that if you and I get a hold of the revelation of that name, there's not anything with the name that can rule our life that, if we don't allow it to. Nothing in life has to rule you. Fear doesn't have to rule you. Amen? I mean, I, I, I mean, the torments of life don't have to rule us. Poverty doesn't have to rule us. Sickness and disease don't have to rule us if we learn the revelation that we have in the name. That name. The angel told Mary, and you shall name him Jesus. You know what? There was nobody in her lineage or in Joseph's lineage that had anything, that, that had any name similar to that name. And, and, and in, in those days, people would name people after certain family members. No, there wasn't anybody in her family line that was named that way. That was the name above every name. It was the special name, and it's the special name today. And there's been no other, no, no other human being ever named that name with the deity backing it up. Amen? <clears throat> Glory to God. Now, um, <clears throat> back to Acts 3 and look, look at verse 11. Well, actually, before we go there, go to Acts chapter 9. Can we do that? I'm sorry, I'm jumping around. But Acts chapter 9, <clears throat> and we'll start with verse 32. Look at this verse. Now this is, this is I, I'm not exactly sure, but several years later, uh, from, from uh, Acts chapter 3 to Acts chapter 9, this is about three, two or three years later. Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all parts of the country, that he had also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydia. There he found a certain man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise, make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt at Lydia and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Wow. What's that called? Manifestation. You know what? This is two or three years later. See, what I'm talking about is not some magic trick. It's a revelation of the name. So what happened three years earlier happened three years later because of the revelation of the name. See, it, we, we, don't, we don't work it and operate it, see, just in a flippant way. Well, I'll just, you know, yell the name of Jesus. No, no, no. We've got to first know how to pray to the Father, know what the will of the Father is, so when we use the name of Jesus, we get the results. God said, 2017 is the year of following through. What you're hearing me talk about today, God wants you to take it, get it down in your heart, and follow through with it. The world is waiting, 
and, and expecting. There's an expectation in the world. They don't even know what that expectation is. You know what it is? It's the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Amen. That's what the world is waiting for. Not a bunch of games and a bunch of tricks and, and, and a bunch of you know, hoopla you know, and, and appearing to be one thing and really being something else. The world is looking and waiting for the manifestation of God inside of humanity. And we will never get there and get a hold of that without the revelation of this name. Because I'm going to say it again. The name of Jesus is the same as Jesus Himself. There's no difference. No difference. Wow. Back to Acts 3 and verse 11. So for this to work in you and I, this is what we've got to see. Now as the lame man, this is right after the, this is three years previous, and, and this is right after what, happened, what we read earlier about the, the man at the gate beautiful. Now as the lame man who is healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, and his name, through faith in his name, Notice he said, it's not because of how godly we are or that we've got some magic trick or some magic wand that we're going to just stir up something and make it happen. That's not, that's not what he was talking about. He said, and his name, the name of Jesus, through faith in his name, through faith and confidence in the name of Jesus, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. This man was healed and he was made whole because of Peter and John's faith in the name of Jesus. You and I, when we have faith in the name of Jesus, there's no end to what can happen because the name of Jesus and faith in the name of Jesus is the same thing as having faith in what Jesus did. And when I believe what Jesus did, and I have faith in that name, I can do the works He did, and even greater works. You and I can do the works. Everybody can do the works He did, and even greater works, because He's gone to the Father. Wow! Glory to God. Can you say amen to that? It's true. So for that to work, you and I have to get the revelation of the name and have faith in the strength and the power and the authority of the name. There's no end to what can happen. <clears throat> so, we must follow through on this revelation. Now, Colossians 3 and 17. <clears throat> and whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to Him, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So, I'm just going to give you 
10 examples of things that we do every day. So say this after me. Every day in the name. Every day in the name. Whatever I do in word or deed, I do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever I do every day. So every day, the name. So you're cleaning your house. How do you clean your house in the name of Jesus? Nicely. You clean your house in the name of Jesus by not complaining that you have to clean it. You begin to go through there, Lord, I thank you that I have a house. I thank you that I have dirt. I thank you that dirt is alive and I get to clean it. Hmm? Every day the name. When you, go to, when you go to work and you work the job that you're at um, and you, you work at the job, how do you work your job or if you own your own business or whatever, how do you work at it in the name of Jesus? You're doing it as unto God, right? But I'm doing it with a grateful heart. I'm doing it with gratefulness and thankfulness. Let's say you're a business owner. And in the name of Jesus, you're going to work with your business and you're beginning to thank God for new business, for new opportunities, ideas that you've never had before. If you work for someone else and they're difficult to work with, instead of praying God to get you out of the job, unless that's what you're supposed to do, Lord, let me be a light in the midst of this. Show me. Lord, show me how to. And God may reveal to you in the name of Jesus, you're going to be a blessing to your boss that you want to strangle. You're going you're gonna to give them a gift when it's not even Christmas or their birthday. You're, you're going to do something nice to them because in the name of Jesus, what it, doing something in the, name of, in the name of Jesus does is make you aware of the authority and the power that you have to do what's right. See, just because everybody else complains doesn't mean you have to be a complainer. And I'll tell you this, if you're around complaining people and you get in agreement with them, you're gonna, that's going to come to pass. Any two agree. The Bible says any two agree is touching anything they ask, it'll be done of the Father. But I'm telling you, any two agree in the negative and natural things and putting your mouth on other people, those things will come to pass too. The Bible promised us heaven on earth. You get in agreement with the devil, it begins to be hell on earth. I don't want to live that way. I refuse to live that way. So everything I do in word or deed, I'm doing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many say amen? So you're at your house. One day, uh, somebody in my house said, uh, Dad, in the laundry room, uh, what's that water dripping? <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking up there, and it's from the ceiling. It's dripping. And it was dripping. And it was dripping. And I got up in the attic, and it was horrible. And my air conditioner... They, my pan had backed up and water leaking. And it got all over the roof and the ceiling and the whole thing. And so, I had to dig deep for a heart of thanksgiving. Father, I thank you for the... Now, I'm not thanking God that i got to repair my roof and my laundry room and new light and new everything. I, don't, I wasn't thanking him that I had to do that. I was thanking him in the midst of it how great he is. Now, 
I won't go into all the details on this, okay? <laughs> but what I began to thank God for was YouTube. And instead of hiring somebody to do my job, I believe God wanted me to fix it. And I have a brother-in-law that does that all the time. And when he came to see what I did, he was shocked. I thought he, I thought I was going to have to revive him off the floor. <laughs> and I went to YouTube and I learned how to do that. And I fixed my ceiling. I put a whole new light fixture in. I, in there was a fluorescent light fixture that was, you know, however many hundreds of years old. And I'd pulled all that out, put a new light fixture in. Man, you know how? Having a grateful heart and believing in the name of Jesus that I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I didn't have to do it, but I believe God wanted me to do it. I didn't have to do it myself, but there's something about learning something, putting your faith out. My faith was in the name. My faith was in the ability that I had in the name, and I accomplished the task. You wouldn't have thought it. You wouldn't have thought I could have, but I did. I can do all things. But listen, you may, you, you, you're maybe not supposed to fix your light and your roof, and you tear the whole thing up. See, that's why you've got to know how to pray the Father and hear from Father. That's what you're supposed to do. Then I have the ability to do it. Then I can do all things in the name. Can you say amen? Anybody ever been on vacation and came back and it was a stress-filled time? Don't raise your hand. <coughs> amen? You go on vacation. You better be going in the name of Jesus. You better go with the faith in the name of Jesus and not allow strife and division to get in the midst of what goes on. You understand? That's how, what, what are we doing? We're making ourselves aware of the authority that we have in the name to accomplish in the earth what needs to be accomplished. God did not leave you and I here as a bunch of, you know, helpless people that can't accomplish things in the earth. But without the name of Jesus, there is no accomplishment. You can talk all day. You can go through the motions of it. We, we, we can play church and play this and that and the other. If we don't have the name of Jesus, and I'm talking about having it in a way that we believe in it, that we believe that the name of Jesus is synonymous with the person of Jesus, that the name of Jesus is the same as though Jesus was saying it himself. That's how connected with the Father that you and I have to be in the things that we do. It's not a magic trick. Well, throw something around and try to make something happen and turn around. No, it doesn't work that way. It works through revelation, through faith in the name. Can you say amen? And you can just, I, I won't go on and on. I had about 10 of them, but I think I'm done with that. Amen? You know what I'm saying. Everybody say, every day the name. Every day the name. All through the day, every day, awareness of the name of Jesus. And I'll end with this tonight. Five key things, just from scriptures, that have to do with the name working for us in the scripture, okay? First one is uh, in Ephesians 5.20. These are just five things. I'm going to read these verses, tell you what it is, and move on to the next one. Giving thanks always, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, Everybody say, in the name. Okay? Giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? So giving thanks in the name always is what you and I were created to do always, to give thanks in the name. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I come before you 
thanking you for your greatness. You might be in the midst of something that's collapsing around you. Maybe a family member, something's happened. Maybe you have children that are struggling or they're going through something. Listen, that's just that's common to man. Issues and problems are common to man. If you're letting problems tell you that you're worthless and no good and, and, and that you're, you can't qualify to live and operate in the kingdom of God, the devil's lying to you. Problems are common to man. But in all things, in the name of Jesus, we're to give thanks. And what happens is things begin to change if you follow through and put that to work. Number two is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And starting with verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now, now, now really pay attention to this because I'm going to make a point here that maybe some of you may not agree with, but I'm going to drive this point home. He said, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites. Next verse. Thieves, covets, drunkards, revilers, extortioners will inherit, everybody say inherit, the kingdom of God. Verse 11. And such were some of you. <laughs> and actually, if you read that correctly, he's saying, and such were all of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified. Watch this. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Don't you think for a second that someone that you think is living in some kind of a sin cannot be born again? What he's talking about right here, I'm telling you, I've studied this thing out. He's not talking about salvation right here. He's talking about inheriting heaven on earth. He's talking about inheriting heaven in our lives. He's not talking. There's other scriptures where he, where he makes points about people being saved. But here he's not talking. He's talking about inheriting the power of the name of Jesus to overcome in every situation. See, so don't you ever think, you know, people talk about, you know, one, per, one group of people or the next, homosexuals or fornicators or this or that or whatever. He said, and all of you were of the same stuff. Everybody's been a part of the same world. It's common to man. Those kind of things are common. Do we stay that way? No, we make changes. But don't think for a second, if someone has a certain lifestyle that you don't agree with, that they can't be saved. I'm sorry, that's not the God I serve. And if that goes against your, your uh, doctrinal beliefs or whatever, I'm sorry, but that's not the God of the Bible. Listen, and the God of the Bible hates sin. See? But, but God is not against the sinner. Everybody has been sinners. We were, we were sinners that were saved by the grace of God, and now he says we're the righteousness of God, even though we've made mistakes, and we're still working and walking through the mistakes that we've made. But when you get the revelation of the name of Jesus, if God doesn't want you, somebody, to be a homosexual, then you know what will happen? In the name of Jesus, they'll change because that's their relationship with God. Because God told them that. Not because Christians go around and, you know, what am I trying to say? 
you know, beat you over the head because of something that you're doing wrong, whatever it is. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it, you, you and I, we, we can get on some bandwagon and go against all these people and the things that they do. Listen, you'll never win them. And God, those, the, the people that are out there in the world that got issues, listen, when I came into the kingdom of God, my gosh, I had a boatload of issues. I had some stuff that I don't even like to talk about today. Amen? I was 18 years old when I came in, and I had a boatload of stuff. But you know what? Give me that last verse. What was it? Verse 11. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11. Almost done. (laughs) I was washed. I was sanctified. And I was justified in the name of Jesus. Not just forgiven. I was forgiven. But you know what? I've made mistakes, and today, when I make a mistake, and I have to kick myself for what I did, I move on. I don't stay camped out, meditating on it, letting it whip my hind in and destroy my next day and the next day and destroy the relationships of people around me because I'm so focused on myself. Never! Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. We got to stop it. I better talk softer. We got to stop those kind of things. We got to stop it. We need the name of Jesus to overcome in everything that we do. Can you say amen? Number three, Hebrews 13:15. Wow. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks, watch, to his name. See, The first one we talked about giving thanks was in his name. Here, it's to his name. God, how wonderful, how magnificent, how glorious is that name in all the earth. Lord, I thank you. What you're showing me today is greater revelation than what I had yesterday. Lord, I thank you for greater revelation tomorrow of how to understand the name every day. Every day, the name. Every day, every situation, every circumstance, the name. And with the name comes the answer to everything I face. Amen? Everything that I face. Number four, anointing. James 5, 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Right? The anointing that goes with the name, listen, it destroys sickness, it destroys diseases, watch, uh, go to verse 15, and, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed sins, boom, he'll be forgiven, step one. Then he goes beyond forgiven when he's healed in his body, realizes he's forgiven. God's not holding all this stuff against him for the mistakes that he's made. Man, then he begins to realize he's empowered in the name of Jesus to go forward and accomplish great things. Amen? And number five, and I'll end with this tonight. 1 John 3, 23. 3 and 23. 1 John 3. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of of his son. Number five is we must believe on the name and to love one another as he has given us commandment. I'll just tell you this. (laughs) 
You don't even have to spend any time meditating on this. You will not love unlovable people without the authority in the name. You will not. You might do it once or twice or for a week or two, but then, man, you just give in. After that, you give, under, you give in under the pressure because in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father, that he is Lord. Every knee will bow. Don't ever think for a second that people that are coming against the name of Jesus will succeed because they won't. But you know what God desires is? That they don't get wiped out and go to hell, but that they get saved, healed, and delivered. And you know what? It will not happen if you are on the same level as people that are ugly, people that have attitude, people that don't like Christians. Listen, people that don't like Christians, they've been around a bunch of goofy people. Hmm? Because Christians I'm around, I like Christians. Right? Now, before I was saved, I felt the same way. Man, I don't want any of these stupid Christians, you know? I mean, they, they, all of them had frowns on their face, and, and they were boring, and they were complainers, and it just, I mean, the people that I was around, I mean, I don't want anything to do with Christian people. But I got born again, and I got connected to God and around some people that, man, they just loved you in spite of you, <laughs> right? And when you can love people in spite of themselves, and you can speak good against people that are speaking ugly against you or against, you know, what you stand for or whatever, there's something that empowers you to want to speak good over them and pray for their deliverance and for them to be set free from those ugly and mean-spirited attitudes. But you know why? Because what they're operating in is hell on earth. They may not think it. It may not appear like that to them, but they don't know what they're doing, see? And that's why Jesus forgave everybody. He said, you know, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And that's what you and I have to become. We have to believe on the name and love people with a love that goes beyond our natural thinking. And if we do that, this name that was given to Mary at his birth, that name will become the name that has continued on through the history of of the world for 2,000 plus years that name is the name that there is no other name there is no other name Jesus Jesus was never mentioned in the Old Testament Son of God was mentioned Word of God was mentioned but Jesus was never mentioned in the Old Testament not until well Matthew Mark Luke and John are actually Old Testament Right, because there are accounts of everything that happened before the cross, or mo- most of the most of the book is. So, but but everything that we read and what we think of as the Old Testament, Jesus was never mentioned there. But Word of God was, Son of God was. They they were mentioned, but the Word became flesh, and He dwelt among us, and He was given the name Jesus, that was given to the church, so that you and I could continue on what He came to the earth to do, and that was what liberate and free humanity and mankind. What an amazing God we serve. Tonight, let's just lift our hands. Let's just lift our hands as we end end tonight. Let's lift our hands and just praise Him and magnify Him tonight. Glory, 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 glory. In the name of Jesus. If you're 
If you have thoughts tonight and you say, you know, know, I've never experienced that second birth that he was talking about. I've never experienced that second birth. Man, what he was born for, what he lived for, what he died for, what he rose for, and what he ascended for was for you to have opportunity of a second birth. And if you've never experienced that second birth and you desire to tonight, I just ask you where you're at in your seat just to stand. You say, you know what? I've never been born again. I want to be born again. I want to understand this second birth. Man, we will help you any way we can to understand what second birth is all about. You say that's you today and you want that, just stand to your feet. Just anybody in the house. I'm not going to have you come up here. I just want to know that you're not born again and you want to be born again. We don't, we're not trying to force anybody to, to, to make some confession and do something that they're not really convicted about doing. But if you are and you're here and that's you, just stand to your feet tonight. Anybody in the house, glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, out there in the world, there's all kinds of people that need what we have. I, I encourage you to take these words that have been preached these last four weeks, listen to them over again. Like I said, they're on our website. You can download them or listen to them for free. You can and, and meditate on those. And as you're meditating on those words and what's being preached here, follow through with it in this, starting right now in this coming year. Follow through and allow the word to make the difference that it was created to make. Can you say amen? Amen.